Now being joined by Dave Doran here at ACC Kickoff. It's just good to see coaches outside of this iPad screen I have in front of me here. <laughs> I just got to know, Dave, this summer, before football's fired up here, any fishing, anything oh, yeah. crazy? I wouldn't say it was crazy, but uh, we definitely were able to fish. Yeah, we had a good summer as a family and uh, hit the lakes, hit the rivers. It was fun. Where do you head when you fish in North Carolina? Uh, well, we go to Lake Gaston a lot, um, but when I fly fish, usually I'm up in the mountains somewhere, you know, between Boone and Asheville and Johnson City, the Watauga or the South Holston. Is that a, a, set, a way you separate yourself from football, or do you have staff members or even players that fish? Uh, no, it's usually me and one of my sons, or um, Sarah actually went with me one time this summer. It's just a way to get with nature and get away from it all and not have your phone on and enjoy what's going on in the environment and hopefully catch something that excites you. Doing some homework ahead of this. It's crazy to think, Dave, this is your ninth year at NC State. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, I think I'm second in school history now for longevity, and um, I don't know if I'm third or fourth in the league, but I'm. <laughs> it's kind of hard to – I remember being here year one, 2013, you know, so – it's a blessing. I have a couple friends of mine who've been there for a while who's in the building, and they're like, Josh, there's a chance this could be the best team we've had since we've been here. When you look at what's coming back, do you think there's a possibility of that? Yeah, I think uh, the pieces are there. Um, the leadership is there. Uh, I love the staff that we have with these guys. So many things have to go your way from a health standpoint to have those kind of seasons. And so, you know, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I like the, the opportunities that are in front of us with the players we have. We'll circle back to football in a bit, but considering you're very close to Elliot Avent, I yeah. understand. Um, in what ways have you tried to pick him up, I'm sure, after what was just a rare, um, horrible circumstance in Omaha? Yeah, it was a heartbreaking situation for those young men and, and their team uh, and our fan base. So, you know... Uh, our coaches in general are really good at supporting each other, you know, whether it's Elliot or Westmore, Kevin Keats, um, Pat, Braden. You know, I mean, we, we have an incredible environment and culture in our coaches where we pick each other up. And um, so I definitely tried to do that with Elliot. I know he has a lot of people that love him uh, who did the same. Um, you know, you just hate that because it's hard to get to a <laughs> – a situation where you could be the team, you know, and to have it taken away from you over something that's out of your control is very challenging. Yeah, Dave Doran's with us here, WSJS Sports. <clears throat> so since that's happened, I've had a number of football coaches saying, this is the example we point to, where there is a competitive advantage you get if there's a certain vaccination threshold that you reach. I understand vaccinations. It's a big part of the conversation. It's a personal decision. But did you use what happened there since it's so personal, since it's so at home, and many of these guys probably know guys on the team, to say, yeah, well, this could be the competitive disadvantage we're looking at based on personal decisions you make? Well, I think it is a learning opportunity. Um, it's also a, a, a delicate topic. You yeah. know, there are certain people that are against it. And I'm not a doctor. Uh, I can't mandate anybody to do anything. We're, we're just trying to educate guys and have discussions and conversations and make sure that if they choose not to do it, they understand all the different things that could happen. Uh, we're still awaiting, as you know, kind of what the medical guidelines are for our season for non-vaccinated personnel and players. And So there's a lot of unknowns still going on with this thing. And 
but uh, NC State baseball was an opportunity to, to watch, learn, and, and try to make sure that we don't have the same scenario if possible. Dave Doran with us here. So this offseason, a few months back, I asked Mac Brown and Dave Clawson how they felt about the divisionless ACC last year. And you'd be surprised to learn, Mac Brown said, well, I was in the Big 12, we had it, and I wasn't a big fan of it then. I'm not a big fan of it now. And Dave Clawson heard that and said, well, Mac might feel differently if he was in the same division with Clemson and the Atlantic Division. Now that you experienced it last year, what's your thought on divisions in the ACC? Uh, I'm not against having no divisions. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm against is our current model that doesn't allow us to play more teams on a regular basis. I loved last year because I was able to play a bunch of teams that I hardly ever get to play in the Coastal Division. Uh, I play Duke once every seven years. I, th I think that's wrong uh, for our kids from North Carolina that come to school and play for NC State and don't get to play against a, you know, a team that's 30 minutes away. I just don't think that's right in their college career. So whether they realign it or, or figure a different, you know, add another conference game to it or get rid of the divisions, that's my take on it. Um, I also feel like the best two teams ought to play in the conference championship, however that's decided. Um, but, you know, to have a 12-0 and 0 team playing a 7-5 and 5 team when there's another team that's 11-1, and 1, I, I don't think that's right either. So, you know, there's a lot of things out there. Uh, <laughs> what's the answer? I don't know. I know there's negatives to having no divisions too, right? It's not a perfect way to do it. But for, for me, I've, I've finished behind Clemson twice a couple times now, and um, if we were on the other side, maybe we would have been playing them in the championship game. Maybe we wouldn't. You know? uh, so I can see Dave Clawson's point of view, and obviously I can see Mac's point of view because right now he's probably the best team preseason at least on that side of the league. Just because you grew up in Big 12 country in Kansas, uh, I'm interested, like, the idea of well, how crazy expansion has become where the discussion today is Texas and Oklahoma are looking <laughs> yeah. at the SEC. Just conceptually, what, what goes through Dave Doran's mind as somebody who grew up in Big 12 country? Well, when I was in Kansas, uh, the Big 12 was awesome. I mean, we had Nebraska in the league. We had Missouri and A&M and Colorado. And there was incredible rivalries. Like, as a kid, you couldn't wait to see Oklahoma-Nebraska play. Tom Osborne against Barry Switzer, you know, like that was a great matchup. You couldn't wait to see the A&M-Texas game with the big bonfire and all the stuff that went with it. And, and then I coached at Kansas, and, and KU-Missouri game was one of the oldest rivalries in the country. And so I think it's a, uh, a shame that that conference isn't the way it used to be because of money. I mean, that's why it's not. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't looked into this uh, rumor, I guess, that's going on now with Oklahoma and Texas and whether that's real or leverage, I have no idea. But uh, it used to be a tremendous league, and, and I'm not in that league anymore, so I shouldn't comment on what I think of it now. But when I was there, I, I really had a lot of respect for the way it was put together. Before uh, we let you go, Dave, I just got to know right up to Charlotte here, what was on the country music playlist? <laughs> what are we listening to? Yeah, we were listening. I actually came down with Ben Broussard, uh, who's the director of the Wolfpack Club now, and we went by and saw a bunch of donors on our way to Charlotte. Uh, and so we, we had Pandora Radio on, some good country music. and uh, You were in charge of the Ox, picking uh, the music? No, actually he was. Uh, we, we share some more music. So I think he had Steve Earle Radio on P Pandora Radio. Wow. So, was, you know, all the musicians that would come with that. And 
Tyler Childers, Cody Jenks. It was a good playlist that he had going. Well, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the ride back as well. Good luck this year. It's good to hey, see you in person. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks Go for back. making time for the triad.